Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. everyone and welcome to the bedpost podcast i of course am your host aaron pym and what i like to do here on the podcast is bring fun and sexy guests into the studio to have an in-depth conversation about sex and sexuality but obviously times being what they are i can't have somebody right here in the room with me but due to future technologies technologies of the future we're doing some remote episodes and um You know, this episode is kind of an excuse to just talk to someone that I love and catch up with them. (laughs) But also, um, you know, it's going to be a great episode because I've worked with this lovely person before. And um, I think that, uh, yeah, we're going to come across some cool topics for everybody that's been listening. So without further ado, please welcome to the mic sex worker Steffi Scarlett. Hi. How are you doing? How's your uh, quarantines going? <laughs> it's it's going. Yeah. I've had yeah, I've had to answer that question a bunch. So, yeah. I'm thankful I've had lots of people checking in on me. But uh some of them do this sort of like interim checkups and it's kind of just sort of like not the same as last time. Yeah. I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> doing the same shit. I've been doing fairly well. Um, thankfully, I've got uh, a partner that I live with, so I'm not completely alone, which is like a big help, I think, for a lot of people who are stuck Definitely. all with themselves. Um, and I've always been one with many hobbies, both <laughs> sex work related and non-sex work related. So backlogs of things that I bought to do and I haven't gotten around to. So nice. now I've got all the time in the world to do them. Yeah. Are you good with kind of keeping yourself busy and occupied? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, as the type of girl who, when she went to Japan, made sure to stop at the Gundam store and pick up a few kits, like, I've got, <laughs> I've got things I can do. You got some fun unboxing videos to make. Mm-hmm. I've actually surprisingly seen uh, a couple other people uh, who normally do um, camming and sex work stuff getting on twitch and doing some model builds love it i guess just trying to like reach out to a larger audience or just wanting to do something where they don't have to involve an orifice other than their mouth just to talk (laughs) yeah and yeah that's nice i think because it's just like showing their fan base like another side of them like this is also something that i like to do so that's that's kind of i think that's kind of a wise business move too to kind of throw in those here and there because it allows people like get to know you, you know. 
yeah, I mean, it's always nice too. And it's just nice also from like a, a bit of a cur- progressive point of view too, because then it's showing that like porn stars aren't only what's presented like for those 10 or 15 minutes that someone's paying attention to them. Yeah, they don't only exist like while you're jerking off mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they vanish into thin air after your orgasm. That's not really what <laughs> what happens. <laughs> I mean, that's the fantasy that we're often selling, but it's not necessarily the reality. Yeah, totally. With your content, do you feel like you kind of do that? Like you show off, you know, that you're... Do you either play into the fantasy that you're like, oh, I'm this like sex bomb fantasy manic pixie dream girl or do you kind of go for a more authentic approach that kind of more represents your full personality i feel like it's closer to the former than the latter Mm -hmm. i've i've said before that like steffi scarlet is me dialed up to 11 yeah yeah uh (laughs) but it's definitely like especially i feel like within my niche being like a, a trans sex worker that it's already kind of pushed to that sort of fantasy realm right harder like i feel like more more of the people consuming the content of say like a cis girl performer would be more interested to be like oh my god she likes sports and or like she likes video games i'm so into that but with the the trans performers i feel like it's more like oh my god she's so hot and there's this push a lot to be like as femme as possible yes and anything outside that supposed sphere of femininity is like somehow takes away from it right yeah like Like you're you're not given as much room to like play and yeah you often don't see the uh the tomboy trans girl stereotype yeah yeah totally yeah you're right and is that linked with like this whole toxic idea of like a passing trans person i would say it's yeah I'd say that's a large part of it. And I think it's also the kind of thing, too, where it's like, with anything, it takes enough people doing something for it to be considered, quote-unquote, normal. Right. And I think because a lot of the trans girls are just trying to, like, make ends meet. or like Especially right now. Yeah, and just, like, generally being more uphill, mm-hmm. just because it's you're, you have a smaller catch basin that they kind of don't want to like rock that boat and potentially like do something that would like lose them audience members. Yeah, for sure. I mean, especially with things in the world of the way they are, there's been a lot of talk about privilege and being able to speak your mind and like only like keep the good ones. Yeah. So to speak. Yeah. And you know, it's great for those who are, you know, killing it and have the ability to like slough off those people they their... consider undesirable but not everybody has that luxury totally so, i think that's a really also, great, great point yeah yeah it also just it minorly irks me too because it always seems performative from the people who are supposedly having that privilege to say that they can do that right yeah and it's like you know, not everybody has that luxury. So it's like, it's great that you can do that, but I don't think we should drag other people down if they if they can't. Totally, yeah. That was kind of like, obviously we're talking about more stuff when it comes to like um, speaking out against like racist followers and stuff like that. But before, you know, this bomb dropped with 
BLM. That was kind of what was happening during Corona and sex workers. Like that, you know, there's like a hierarchy, right? And like, obviously white cis women uh, who just do online stuff are on the top. Like, and same with like, I'm not afraid to say like dominatrixes are at the top of the hierarchy. So I think there was a lot of judgment, like a lot of punching down um, for workers that had to keep tanking in-person clients throughout the pandemic. Like, I mean, we're still in it now. I'm talking about it like it's in the past, but... Um, <laughs> well, eventually it will be the past, one way or the other. <laughs> yeah, knock on wood. It, like, the, hopefully, <laughs> my God. Um, this is not just our new lives. <laughs> it can't be. Um, but yeah, I, I was seeing a lot of that where, yeah, like more privileged sex workers that could afford to stop doing in-person sex work were throwing kind of passive aggressive judgments on the sex workers that can't couldn't afford to do that yeah it's like not everybody has the luxury to do so and it's like it's great if you do and you know it's with with anything that you're trying to do to better the world if you can do it that's great but not everybody can all the time totally yeah (laughs) There's people who are like, you should all be vegan. And then there's some people who like legitimately for like just their body chemistry could not live off that lifestyle. Yeah. And it's like, well, you should anyway. It's like, well, no, but I have to be alive to make a cause. <laughs> it's like, right. I, I will fight that fight if and when I can. And I think there's a part of it that's like, we're all operating on like limited emotional spoons right now. So that's a part of it too. It's like even for myself who I don't uh, feel like, like I feel like I could slog off a portion of my followers and still do okay, like and still survive. So that said, there are still times where I, and I, and I, I fully realize this is coming from a super white privileged place, like that I can put my phone down and not have to deal with the racism happening. Um, you know, in the videos and the doom scrolling that I'm doing on Twitter about BLM. Like I, that is fully a privilege that I'm like, ooh, this is so stressful for me and I can't handle it. Um, so I'm going to put it down for a bit and not engage. Like, so it's like, do what you can, but also you got to look out for yourself and what you can't do, your livelihood, your emotional health, you know? So I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'll share, I'll share all the tweets of like other black sex workers talking about shit and like all the terrible things that are going on. I'll, I'll engage as much as possible, but I also have to be like, okay, I can't be doing this 24 seven because it's a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you're, I mean, you're already doing what you can. You have your voice out there you're doing this right now, <laughs> reaching yeah. out to people who are considered to be, you know, marginalized like myself. So like. I don't think we should ever be condemned for trying. Yes. Yeah. And that's the thing. A lot of people are like, well, I don't know what to say. It's like, but say anything at this point and then listen if it's not quite the right tone or not quite the right, quite the right thing. And then you learn. That's the whole thing. We're all learning a lot right now. Right. Mm-hmm. And just as long as you're like, sure, put something out there and then trip and fall. And then, and then great. You have, you know, learned in a small way to be less 
fucking racist. So <laughs> good job. You know, it's better than not trying. I've always, and I've, I've said this on some other podcasts that I've been on that like some of my best uh, interactions I've had with clients have been with people of color, with black people. Yeah. And like some of my favorite people have been that. And I know that's like very like stereotypical to be like, oh, well, my black friend or whatever. But no, what I'm saying, like in my industry, there's also people who like on their profiles will say, I do not see like men black of color. people. That's insane. Yeah. I know. I can't believe that that happens. But obviously that is privilege for me to say that, like, because it is so it's everywhere that that saying no black people is everywhere in sex work or the other end of like fetishizing and profiting off of black folks. It's like, yeah, our, our industry is so steeped with racism. It's crazy. It really is oh, wild. Yeah. Well, it's it, yeah. Cause again, if there's anything that deviates from the norm, it becomes fetishized. Right. Right. Yeah. You're really tall, fetishized, really short, fetishized really fat fetishized really skinny fetishized like it's i could just literally go through the like lists of categories on any of the like porn sites and each one of those you know yeah and the reality of it is too like people want to look at things that turn them on yeah and society one way or the other has influenced them to what that is and also their own like personal upbringings right yeah there's the um the example people give with uh foot fetish is like oh maybe you were like hiding under the table as a kid and you like saw this person with like really hot heels and like that's all you saw of them so then like in your like impressionable younger self you like made that connection and then Mm -hmm. it spirals out from there Mm -hmm. or you know again like or you know anything that like happens to you or you see when you're like in that impressionable stage will reflect on who you are eventually Mm -hmm. just like how that happens and i don't i don't try to like condemn anyone for having those it's just a matter of realizing that like porn is porn and that's not reality totally you know i don't i don't i don't watch breaking bad and assume that's how everything works within like the meth (laughs) the police and drug trading and everything like yeah it's like obviously that's it's a fiction and I can separate that fiction from reality. I just wish more people did that or realize that there was that distinction. Yeah, totally. I've also come up against that mostly actually through doing like online stuff where people like, rather than asking for a service, they will be trying to manipulate a scene out of you. You know what I mean? Like rather than being like, I'm into um, I'm into SPH, for instance, they'll like find a roundabout manipulating way of trying to get me to make fun of their small penis. And I'm like, we're not in a scene together. Like, I don't know you like I where they'll they'll jump that step. And it's like, they're actually trying to get humiliated by a stranger on the internet rather than realizing that like, separating a fantasy from reality as you were saying it's like they're going right in like for the real thing and it's like dude you didn't ask my consent for that like and if you asked me i would give you a price for that and i would do that happily would do that i always find it's it's also like very tricky too because whenever they start talking about 
the size of their penis. Mm-hmm. I never know if they want me to be encouraging and say, oh, no, it's it's fu- I, it's great. I love the size of it. Or, <laughs> or no, what are that pit, like pitiful, Pathetic tiny little. little thing? Yeah, so it's like, look, if you just told me straight up what you wanted, <laughs> it would be much easier for me to make the thing that you want to have happen, happen. Yeah, totally. I've got an SPH guy that I Skype every like, like once a week or once every two weeks, maybe. And like, you know, there's talk out of the scene and there's talk in the scene, right? He likes SPH in a scene, but out of it, he really wants to be reassured that, you know, it's really not that small and it's fine. And just like some dating advice surrounding it. And what I truly think about guys with like dicks that, you know, are on the smaller end and stuff like that and workarounds and stuff like that. So it's like two completely different conversations, right? That I'm having with the same person. So you've, we've got to be really clear of like, okay, what's in the scene and what's out, you know, because that could be very triggering. For instance, he's clearly a little sensitive about his size, but he's also fetishizing it. So it's like, that's why I need that information. So I don't like fucking trigger you um, or actually hurt you emotionally, like damage you. I want to hurt you. I don't want to damage you. I don't want to harm you. (laughs) Yeah. I, I'll, I'll often uh, joke to say, like, I don't want to break my toys. There you go. Love that line. I don't, I don't <laughs> want to damage my things. Yeah. <laughs> my yeah. little, my little fuck toys. Yes. That's, <laughs> they're very important to me because they're useful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're amusing to me, you know? Yeah, Lots it's of like, reasons have, it's why like you're owning important. a really expensive like sex toy, like a really expensive dildo or vibrator. Yeah. You want to use it, you want to get maximum pleasure out of it, but <laughs> if you break it, then you have to go get another one. Yeah, you got to go like validate that warranty, which is can be annoying, you know. You don't want to have to go through that, right? <laughs> what did I I saw somebody else um they were in they're looking at their the fine print. Uh, of their like vibrator and, and one of the bullet points was says do not use while stressed do not use while stressed <laughs> what does that mean yeah. and it's like, or like while under stress or something and, and the the comment was honey do you not understand why I bought this thing <laughs> why masturbation exists she says under stress that's funny like so they was it like a lost in translation thing like they meant some don't stress I, the shape of the toy or like you know what i mean perhaps like, or something I, I don't entirely know it was just it would it was amongst though. a couple other bullet points and it was very cropped down just to like that so i i don't do not I don't use have the full stress. context <laughs> yeah. i love that so okay so tell me because uh one thing you mentioned like to me pre-recording you're like well you know, to talk about what I'm doing quarantine, we're all kind of doing the same thing, right? So you wanted to bring up like maybe the things you were going to do. I feel like a lot of people with it being 2020 and like a round number, they're like, all right, especially after like 2019, we're like, all right, 2020 is going to be my year. I'm going to do this thing, right? Yeah. So tell me, yeah, what were all the things like on your list at the beginning of the year? (laughs) Well, like I had, I had just started to do some of the things. Mm-hmm. So at the very start of the year, I got a chance to work with uh, April Rose, mm-hmm. who's a, a sex worker from Montreal who does porn and does uh, in-person stuff. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and we shot a Sailor Moon porn parody, which Love was it. awesome. I don't know if you saw the the trailer or the pictures. I did. I did. I did. Yeah. It's amazing. So that was that was great. We had a really great time. We clicked really well. And I was like, all right. And I like, and uh, she had had plans come March to come to Toronto again. Yeah. In March. Yeah. <laughs> so there was going to be more stuff we were going to shoot together. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I got to do the start of the year was a chance to... Uh, work with Casey, who you also have done some content with. Oh yes, Miss Casey Bolin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was the first time I had gotten to work, or I had gotten to film something with someone who was AMAB. Yeah. So assigned male at birth. Oh, that's not entirely true, because I have done some uh, stuff with some other trans girls a while back. But they're a little more like in the non-binary, like in the yeah andro kind of universe rather than like super trans femi yeah i mean the other the other girls that i'd work with would probably not have been as good to do like sissy content that i did with casey right and i know that's become it's at least when i say it's become i only know this through like anecdotally looking at stuff because (laughs) i enjoy the content that i make and i seek out other content (laughs) similar to it right but I've been seeing a lot more like sissy and cage stuff. I've especially been seeing way more uh, depictions of people wearing uh, cock cages. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've noticed that at all, but I mean that's always generally really popular, like in the femdom sphere that I'm kind of in. Like sissy training is the thing. Like that's mm-hmm. that is by far the thing that people most approach me about for sure so i was like okay well casey's super into that kind of stuff uh, mm-hmm. i would love to make more content with it so it was the kind of thing where we get, we got to shoot uh two different scenes together mm-hmm. and they went really well and then <laughs> <laughs> lockdown happened and so mm. we've released the the two uh, videos that we've done but again we can't do anything more until things are deemed more appropriate to get together again yeah those those look gorgeous by the way because i've seen the little same thing seen the pictures and the little preview yeah. of those they're hot yeah well thankfully with especially working with casey i have the advantage of working with someone who's also done their own stuff and has got equipment and lighting and stuff like that so oh yeah she said what up. i've learned yeah what i've learned and what they've learned together really like adds together so we're like i feel like yeah it's some of the best looking stuff yes that we've got yeah. at least for video wise i think yeah you two know what you're fucking doing as far <laughs> as like creating a really good looking video and good sounding video oh my god you two are like yeah you you say that and yet the first time i cut together one of our videos because we were shooting at different aspect ratios so on one of the cameras it was 1080 and another camera it was 720 and when i I edited together the whole video and then not only did i edit it i released it i put it out (laughs) and then casey was like why is it zoomed in and i was like oh because that was the 1080 size and i didn't shrink it to fit the 720 (laughs) 
thankfully I still had all the like the rough edit and stuff in the editing program so I was able to literally just like okay good. open the editing program shrink it <laughs> and then re re uh, re-render it. it and then upload it again uh, but yeah so it's just like we know what we're doing except when except, I like <laughs> except when except we don't when I make the video like like 120 percent too big for the screen that it's on <laughs> I mean so. I if somebody told me that why is it zoomed in I would just be like oh <laughs> it is what it is <laughs> tell yeah. me also you told a little you told me a little story about something happening with you doing a POV video with a phone before you got like some of your fancy equipment oh yeah so like you know starting out not really knowing what I was doing or having the right equipment so I just was like well the video on this like smartphone that I have it's looks pretty fantastic. good fantastic yeah yeah it's great it's, I'll just shoot videos with that and I was like oh I've noticed my like POV stuff is some of my most popular content so let's find another performer uh who is now in se- semi-retirement i don't so i won't say their name but okay. um we were shooting stuff and i like fantastic scene loved it looked great uh and then when i went to edit it i noticed that because i'm holding the phone up to my face yep. to get that you know point of view from yep. my point of view that my voice is clear as a bell because i'm speaking <laughs> directly into the mic on the front of the phone. <laughs> my co-star, who is, well, the distance from my head to my crotch, uh, <laughs> away from me, is at a different volume level. Yeah. So big difference. I realized, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so it was like, oh, oh, fantastic. So I had to go through the whole like 10, 12 minutes. And every time I spoke, turn it down a little. Yeah. And every time they spoke, turn it up a little and when we when one of us was speaking the other was moaning had to figure out some okayish medium <laughs> i wouldn't say happy medium because it was like one was always gonna not be right but yeah. Uh, uh yeah as somebody who edits a lot of podcasts with two people talking i mean if i've fucked up and set like if when we test you know where the mic is and how it sounds there are a lot of times when people do a test at a completely different volume than when they actually when they actually get talking and get passionate about what they're talking about, right? It can sometimes be a completely different volume. So I fucking hear that. Like sometimes I have just put the mic too far one way and like you can hear one person super, super loud and the other person is like super, super quiet and it's like motherfucker and that's when I used to record like where it was all just like on the same track so it's not like I can boost like when I used to do it the way I put it up it's not like you can just raise the volume on one track and put down the other it was like exactly what you're doing where you're actually manually every time one person talks you're manually boosting it up and then it's a fucking nightmare like that just makes me stressed out just thinking about that and I was only doing a 12-minute porn. You were doing, like, hour, hour and a half podcast. And honestly, so like, I can't believe how long I went with recording on one track like that. And, like, usually I got it pretty okay. But, man, 
I, for so long, I, I had to manually do my audio like that if there was like a real volume difference between the two speakers. Like, I can't believe... Like, how many hours lost? What else could I have been doing with those hours? <laughs> I could have been masturbating with a really expensive sex toy. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so, sorry. Okay. So, you had, you wanted to shoot more with Casey. You wanted to shoot more with this lovely worker April from Rose, Montreal, yeah. April Rose. What else um, was on your list for 2020? Going to be a big year for Steffi Scarlett. 2020. It, it was going to be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm making use of what I have now. I've gotten on cam more and been much better about uploading content. Mm-hmm. Like my my many vids has been the best it's ever been. Great. Uh, so that's great. Other than just like a most recent with everything going on, I kind of hit like a bit of a bit of a wall. Of course. And just it's it's hard to keep going full steam all the time. I hear so. you. Yeah, totally. But this is kind of nice just to have this today because it was an excuse to have to actually like we'd pick picked a time, picked a date. I actually had to like do something. Yeah. So Good. it was like this has been a really nice like yeah kick kick in the pants to get going. Let's take a moment to talk about our lovely sponsors, shall we? First of all. Oasis Aqua Lounge is a water-themed sex club located right here in Toronto at 231 Mutual Street. Oasis is inclusive of all genders and orientations and is shame-free when it comes to pleasure and play. Check them out at their website, oasisaqualounge.com. Unicorn Collaborators is the local leather business of two queer unicorns. They specialize in luxurious and colorful harnesses for all body types and even craft non-conventional ones for your thigh, fist, or foot. Check them out at their Etsy shop under Unicorn Collaborators. Lovecrafters Toys is a non-gendered fantasy sex toy line that makes weird and wonderful dildos in the shape of tentacles, unicorn horns, mermaid tails, and more. Their high-quality silicone is hand-poured right here in Toronto. Check out their Etsy shop at Lovecrafters Toys. ComeAsYouAre.com is a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when checking out at ComeAsYouAre.com. Um, but yeah. Oh yeah. So other things that I wanted to do, come Halloween, uh, I had a new costume that I had made based off a Japanese porn comic that came out in the early nineties, mid nineties, mid nineties, uh, called bondage fairies. Okay. Yes. I recall your bondage fairies costume. And, uh, Domina Daly saw that and was like, I would love to do actual, like, rope suspension bondage of you in that costume yeah and like i was like oh it's perfect it's like it's like writes itself like yep yeah exactly (laughs) bondage fairy in bondage yeah so we had talked about uh either trying to do it in a studio or potentially outdoors and whatever sort of like place we could yeah (laughs) whatever tree find that we wouldn't be like a sturdy tree that we also wouldn't be disturbing people in strollers with or dog walkers. <laughs> exactly. Oh, um, I love Dolly so much. Yeah, they're so awesome. 
Yeah, they actually very recently um, put out an announcement that they're independent now. So have parted ways from the Ritual Chamber, being a house dom in the Ritual Chamber, but doing their thing, going independent. So congratulations, Stolly. Yeah, I don't have any like exact knowledge, but I would I wouldn't put it past the fact that like the lockdown has like impacted that to some degree. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've got a bit of insider knowledge just because um, they were letting us know what was happening with them just to keep us all updated, like from virtual chamber, just so, mm-hmm. you know, because obviously um, wanted everything to be amicable and all that kind yeah. of stuff. But yeah, I, I totally hear that like before this, you know, she hears that because we actually don't have, we're actually down to five house doms now and we used to have eight like uh, late last year, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, I was just like, uh, I think Shirazad was asking me, you know, what I was thinking as far as my future. And I was like, oh, no, I'm like super happy here. Super like I'm staying at Ritual Chamber for as far as I can foresee. And then like, yeah, I'm still I'm still going to stay at the Ritual Chamber. That that hasn't changed really. But throughout this, I, I tell you, like I've been like, well, it's so uncertain. Everything is so uncertain. Everything has changed so much like I'm doing now a lot of different avenues, uh, like doing remote and virtual and stuff like that. And I'm like, I could just keep doing this. Like, I'm not going to, I'm going to try to do a bit of both, but you know, I, I was like saying that to Shirazad and then a couple months later being like, huh, you know, I could not, I could not go back to in-person work. It's just like, yeah, flux of it all, you know? Yeah, it's like, yeah, we've got all this extra time and it's allowing us to, like, explore other avenues that we wouldn't have had the chance to otherwise, which is nice. Yeah. <laughs> that silver lining. Yeah, exactly. If we want to see a silver lining in all of this, it's like, oh, I can do, you know, I can create a successful kind of independent online thing. So, mm-hmm. good. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I figured you could have always done that. <laughs> yeah you've been really no no like seriously you've been really good at your like social media game and the stuff that you had done online you were like killing it so oh, thank i you. would never doubted that for a second that you would be able to like monetize that if you wanted to hmm. so thanks <laughs> thanks buds <laughs> so domina dolly yes yeah. i also want to do some video content with dolly yeah yeah actually in a good segue, I had seen uh, her and Carly doing some stuff at the local sex club. Uh-huh, I've seen that as well. <laughs> and uh, Carly and I have also, like, with you, yep. Yep. <laughs> have done have done some very fun things together. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but in this particular thing, it was Carly being able to take a decent chunk of somebody's foot in her <laughs> vagina. <laughs> yeah a good portion a healthy portion <laughs> yeah and so i know there's always again like one of those things that is like evergreen popular is always foot stuff and foot fetish things totally so uh we had talked about potentially doing uh, a scene of her doing foot worship to me mm-hmm. like painting my nails kind of thing nice because i don't have i don't have any foot fetish stuff up oh Get into um, it, yeah, totally. Yeah, 
I've heard mixed things. I've heard so, I've heard foot fetish clients can be some of the cheapest clients out there. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I've also heard they could be really good. So you know, it's I'm sure it's all based off of who all you relative. can actually like. Yeah. Manage to catch, but yeah. So Carly was gonna paint my nails, and then we were gonna see uh, how much of a slipper she could be for me. Love it, <laughs> love it. Yeah, myself and Casey have like we have like a shared document that's like all our future porn ideas, <laughs> basically. So the the one idea that I really liked, it could be shot like you know in that like boudoir room of ritual chamber. Like the red mm-hmm. velvety room, basically. The luxe yep. kind of feeling one. And like she could be like my little maid, like being a cute little maid's outfit. And basically she's just like my foot servant. So anytime like, you know, say I'm just like a luxurious bitch, you know, I'm just some rich bitch and I'd ring mm-hmm. my little bell, you know, anytime that I required, um, you know, some foot worship or whatever. And, uh, you know, she could keep coming in the room and then like, you know, same thing, you know, doing like a massage or maybe painting my toes at one point or doing some, some oral foot stuff. So yeah, that's one of the ideas out there for us. Can I make a like minor suggestion? Oh, um, I, I welcome any suggestion from you. (laughs) Uh, if you go to the dollar store and find some stickers, I'm sure at least one of those stickers would have like a little picture of a foot right uh-huh. you could stick it to the bell so it's specifically the like foot the worship foot bell, bell. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a cute shot wouldn't it a close-up of yeah, just the a little bell, close-up the of little, you ringing it yeah the sticker the foot bell <laughs> love love it so you're creative you know you've made a couple of videos in your past <laughs> <laughs> you're detail oriented too i feel like i was i was happy when i finally uh surpassed 69 videos that was that was a nice benchmark <laughs> 50 whatever 69 now there's a number yeah that's a nice number that is a nice number <laughs> even debated like going like okay well when i make video 70 if i'm going to delete my earliest one so that's like always <laughs> Yeah. Exactly 69. I'm sure there's one I could let go of. <laughs> some, some back in the early days, you know. Something yeah. I recorded on my phone. <laughs> you can't really hear anybody properly. <laughs> Love it. So you and Carly doing a fort worship scene. Yeah. Uh, and then I think the last, like, as far as, like, making content stuff that I was planning on doing, you and I have some mutual uh, masculine friends. We do, yes. Uh, that I was going to, I was close to roping into doing some stuff with. Because again, wanting to have like a nice variety, uh, yeah. I would say like gaps within my content was me, you know, just like being more, not necessarily submissive, but bottom yep. to some more masculine people. So, and I know I've had people ask for that. So I was like, oh. I could probably, uh, I'm trying to figure out how I can explain to you who the people are without I know, I'm like, like, who exactly? I'm like, <laughs> tell me later, I guess. That's, <laughs> that's fun, though. Uh, uh, one, one is uh, someone who's attended, actually, I think both have, yeah. Both are people who have semi-regularly attended your bedpost. Okay. 
one would be considered more of a, a bear type. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, that person I know. I'm almost okay, certain yeah. I know. Great. Yeah, I think you do. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. They also they also have the cock for porn, so Okay, definitely then. <laughs> <laughs> okay great and who's the other person (laughs) the other is someone who another clue uh the other person is someone who is not necessarily always masculine okay and has another partner who is also uh identifies as they them okay and has interacted with our bear friend okay two folks are kind of non-binary interacted with him ah i don't know one more, how wait one can more. i can i say first letter of the first name that should be that should be vague <laughs> that enough, should be right? fine yeah starts with an n n n and their partner name starts with a k oh okay got it got you great oh love oh lucky what a lucky yeah. girl you are <laughs> I actually love him. I actually would like to get to know him better, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I think I think also use they them, but I I don't know if it's a like switching pronouns or like a right. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, then. I, I don't want to. I don't want to presume anything. Of course, of course, yes. Well, I would like to get to know them a little better, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yep. yep. Fun. Okay. So fun. Oh. So you. yeah. So oh. yeah. Because yeah, I I like again. I wanted to get some more at least visually masculine presenting people yeah, uh, to do some stuff with. Oh, that's exciting, Steffi. (sighs) Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. So those, those were all plans. Yeah. That I had at least, at least within the sex worker life. Yes. I think the other big thing that I feel like I'm missing out on is, uh, conventions. Oh yeah. You love your cons. Yeah. Because it's another excuse to dress up in a costume. So Totally. You love cosplay. Yeah. So there was, uh, missed the March Comic Con that's put on by the same people that do Fan Expo. And uh, the other big one that I was really excited for, because I'd only attended it once before last year, mm-hmm. was one called uh, YetiCon. YetiCon. And yeah, that actually takes place up at uh, Blue Mountain Resort. I recall pictures, yeah. I think that one's just really cool just because it's more out of the way. So the people who show up to it are there for the con. Less like a fan expo where it's kind of like anybody with even a passing interest could walk in. And like $60 burning a hole in their wallet for the entrance fee can attend. This was more sort of like if you're here, you've gone all this way, a couple hours north of Toronto to, uh, to experience it. So it's like all the diehards, basically. Like if you're yeah. there, you're fucking there. You're a serious mm-hmm. cosplayer. And there's some like really great photographers who show up to that. In fact, there's <laughs> one of the great things that I found out is there. There's a mini putt golf course at the base of one of the ski hills. Yeah. That during winter it's just completely snowed over. It's just between two of the ski lifts, so you don't even know it's there. But in the summer, it's like a little mini golf course uh-huh. and at one point there's sort of like a river that goes through it that's about eh, 
know, five feet wide, like a decent sized little river. Mm. And there's a waterfall over these sort of fake rocks that have been put there. Mm. And the waterfall's mm, probably about five, six feet tall. Like uh-huh. a, and about the same width. So it's like a good, good sort of size. But what people found out <laughs> is that it also makes a great uh, backdrop for photography. No kidding. Gorgeous. So there's... There's a couple of photographers who actually get the models in front of the waterfall and some who get them in the waterfall with the water like coming down and hitting off off yeah. them. There's just some great shots with like colored lights and sunsets where like all the water is like lit up orange and everything. Oh man. So yeah. Beautiful. And that that waterfall has become so notorious it has its own Twitter account. <laughs> It is the Yeti Con Waterfall. <laughs> the Yeti Con Waterfall. Okay, yeah. I love to add them. <laughs> <laughs> add well, it. there would have been a lot more pictures being posted to it come Aww. late June. At some point, they sort of sent out those, because early on, we were all sort of hoping, I think, fingers crossed, that it was going to be a a thing that was going to blow over quickly. By, by now, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's... You know, about a month away, they were like, yeah, so (laughs) we're going to honor all your tickets for next year. Yeah, totally. Which is nice, but yeah. And the same, too, because I'm sure Blue Mountains was happy to have all those people come in and rent rooms and stuff, too. Oh, yeah, sure. So Blue Mountain was also quick with our reservation to be like, yeah, we'll we'll hold it for next year. Hmm. Darn. So. So when are you thinking that you might be able to, like, I know cons are, like, off the table for the rest of this year. When mm-hmm. are you thinking, have you even thought about when you're going to start shooting content with other folks again? Or, like, I know you you do in-person work as well. Are you, do you have any time frame for that for you? What I've been telling clients who have been asking me about in-person stuff is I've been saying... I'm waiting for, at first it was, there was no guideline or anything, but now that Ontario has this sort of like three stage plan. Yeah. Was that when Toronto hits stage two, I would like start to consider stuff. Mm -hmm. And I know recently Ontario hit stage two, but the GTA has Has been told. Yeah. No, because the population density and stuff is just like, it's not as safe. Yeah, I can understand that. The case Timmins, Ontario is like way less dense. (laughs) Yeah, Timmins is a little different than Toronto. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) The chance of running into somebody who has it is just too high here still. Definitely. So yeah, that's that's my sort of general benchmark. Is uh, is stage two for Toronto specifically? Yeah. And then I think I'm going to place priority on. Uh, people that I've seen before. Yeah, smart. And then sort of like, yeah. And then as far as like people shooting content with, it's going to be sort of like, have you been following the guidelines? Have you been going out and meeting your friends? Have yep. you been posting pictures on social media? Have you hanging out with people? It's, it's like, uh, are you on Tinder? You're going to have to wait. Doing hookups. Are you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So for those people who have been keeping to the quarantine more strictly those will be the first people that i'm going to reach out to just because my partner that i live with is has chronic health issues so 
they are at much higher risk than somebody else. So I have to not just consider me, but also consider them too. So yeah, you're on the side of caution for sure. Yeah. So I'll probably be going a little bit slower than some other people will. Yeah. But, but that's fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are you feeling like patient about it? Or are you eager to get back to in-person stuff? How are you feeling about it? I mean, I miss, I miss it. You know, I'm, I'm poly and pansexual by nature. So I definitely enjoy a variety of bodies and a variety of people who bring different experiences to me. So it's it's definitely weighed on me. It's like, oh, I miss these people. And I have partners that don't live with me that I miss. And lovely dominatrix people that I would love to see again and have lunch with. (laughs) Yeah. What about you? What are your, do you have exact plans? I don't. Um, Ritual Chamber just made an announcement that they are open as far as uh, private rentals go. So, um, you know, people can book the house doms. However, that is dependent on this specific dom and what they are doing. So um, she just shot me a message and was like, hey, I'm going to make this announcement. And um, I just wanted to know, like, what you're thinking. So I was like... Oh no, definitely not. Um, definitely not June, and probably not July either. So, kind of in my head, I'm kind of shooting for September, you know, mm-hmm. August or September, I guess. But yeah, I guess it makes more sense, as you said, like to be looking at whenever phase two in Toronto happens. That's kind of rather than give myself like a deadline of like this month. Um, I should be looking at that. So yeah. So thanks. Yeah, because yeah. that's at least it's supposed to be based off of cases. two to four weeks of cases staying steady or going down. Yes, and, and it's if still they go going up, up, then right they now. like stay at whatever stage they are. Like we're in stage one right now. Yes. And I I feel like it was obviously it was very important for people to get out and protest, but Definitely. I feel like for there to be zero yeah, difference that, statistically that might set stuff back. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it is kind of low um, transmission when you're outside and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I mean, mean, even that, like all that information is still just up in the air because like the same day that the WHO said uh, it's low transmission outside, CDC said, nope, that's based off of nothing. Right. Yeah. So So who knows? Yeah. 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 So So that's why it's also tricky. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, what you're getting at is that it could still get, it could get worse, you know, in the next couple weeks, and then this could all be set back a bit. But, um, yeah, I'm cool to be patient. Um, I'm kind of, like, feeling a little conflicted now that Ritual Chamber is, like, officially open. I do feel a bit of pressure to get back, um, just for that reason, so. Yeah, the, um, the agency that I work with is also sort of, like, trying to do things like as ethically as possible too yeah so it's like they're trying to they're also basically shooting for stage two toronto but then even then when that happens they're doing things like larger spacing between clients yeah trying to keep it to just one girl per location per day kind of thing and like you know just dumping cleaning materials into each of the the communal spaces so that after that person has come in, everything gets wiped down and cleaned as much as possible. Mm. So I'm, it encourages me that, you know, 
they're doing what they can. Yeah, totally. Well, still, like you said, like for those people who need the income, they're not saying, oh, no, you can't. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I think two of the five are actively taking sessions right now for us for at Ritual Chamber, or maybe even three, but um, not I. <laughs> We've been like our little polycule has been airing on the side of caution for sure, like being very strict, like specifically like me, Matt, and Matt's partner, Matt's mm-hmm. um, like my metamore on that side. The three of us have been really, really strict. Like those are the only households we've been combining like ours like mine and hers and matt going back and forth walking back and forth um yeah that's also the advantage too of being uh within walking distance of people there's like people that i want to see who i know have been like practicing social distancing and everything isolating perfectly but i have to get on a go train to go see them yeah so there you go so that means subway to a go train and then a go train so it's like yeah just that that little bit unaccessible right now yeah yeah it's hard i will say two two of the purchases i made during quarantine was a uh, a bike helmet and a bike lock nice good yeah in in hopes i had had a bike but i hadn't been using it much but now that that's become more of an option yeah yeah for me my bike i have a bike um but it's really it really needs a tune up so i don't feel safe driving it driving it riding Mm -hmm. it unfortunately so it needs a tune-up before i can do that but yeah that is the plan as well for me i'm like geez i need that i don't know how i'm gonna get that bike tuned up but when and if i do that will make things a lot easier for seeing folks um who have also been you know obeying all the stuff as far as quarantining stuff goes yeah Mm -hmm. but stiffy we have Mm -hmm. we are approaching the end of our pod Oh no! This, this is yeah. Oh no! But we can. Um, we should be talking. <laughs> Anyways, we should let's let's you know keep in touch throughout this because mm-hmm. I know for me it's like I have a hard time reaching out for people and it's you know it's easier for me to just not be talking to anybody. So I find I fall into that. I've fallen into that basically. So. You know, you're somebody I I like a lot and would like to. I should make the effort more. So I apologize that Aww. I haven't been. It's okay. It's it's we're we're all guilty of that to some degree. So yeah. But um. But who knows? Maybe I'll maybe I'll hop on that bike and we can find <laughs> a a non Trinity Bellwoods Park. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that park will forever now have a bad name. <laughs> like you know. <laughs> Because I did see pictures from that same day of the other parks that were just me too. Just fine, which yes. were ghost towns, yeah. Um, but do you want to let folks know all your stuff where they can see all your sexy videos that we've been talking about, and um, you know, get in yep. touch with you I in other the, ways as far as sex work goes? The easiest way to find my stuff is uh, search up my name, uh, Steffi Scarlet which is, I use the same username on everything, keep it nice and simple. And it's Scarlet with just E-T at the end. But uh, if you find me on Twitter, I have like a pinned tweet, which has links to all my stuff, my many vids, my amateur porn, my night flirt, my camming, my Instagram, all that stuff. Amazing. Um, you can find me any of those places. Yes, for me, Twitter at the Lady Pim one Instagram Pim.Lady. 
Instagram for the Bedpost Podcast is exactly that on Instagram, the Bedpost Podcast. Um, the Bedpost Sex Show at gmail.com if you want to email me about anything podcast related. Lady Pim at protonmail.com if you want to email me about anything domination related. Patreon. We have some lovely bonus content over at the Bedpost Patreon that features Steffi Scarlet in a lot of it. <laughs> so you might want to go check that out at <laughs> patreon.com slash the bedpost show. And uh, I always like to give a shout out to the lovely lady who does all the original music from a pod. That is Stephanie Copeland. You can find out the rest of her stuff at stephcopelandmusic.com. Thank you, Steffi. This has been absolutely lovely. Of course. Yeah. I'm always happy to talk to you. Same. Ditto, ditto, ditto. Um, And thank you everybody who's been watching. Hope you enjoyed the episode. And we'll see you next week with another fun and sexy guest. Here in the studio talking about sex and sexuality on the Bed Post Podcast. Bye. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.